This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Welcome into an all new Talk of Champions recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We both write for the Old Miss Spirit, OwnSpirit.com, and a food of Own Three. What's up, buddy? Buddy, the kids are back in school. There you go. The transfer portal is still buzzing. And you know, like the kids say, the boys are buzzing. We're back. We, mm-hmm. uh, we got a quiet household. Um, it's 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 back to uh homeostasis here. No more no more watching Moana all day every day. Moana's no got more, some bangers uh, of songs though. It stuff. really does. Yeah. Um I, we've been big into the puppy dog pals lately, which by the way, that voice cast is stacked. Um another theme song that just gets stuck in your brain you sing it all day but yeah we're here let's 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 get into it let's talk we got we got a lot of recruiting to cover here we got a lot of ground to uh to get over it's january 4th 2023 the new year is still very fresh and um i'm gonna be honest i didn't expect us to have this much activity right this day as we sat down to record i was actually concerned yesterday when i texted zach said hey man let's pod in the morning i didn't think we had a lot but we do we do and and there are a lot of places we could start but let's first focus on uh, where things are as far as what Ole Miss is focusing on, what's got the hottest attention for Ole Miss right now, the brightest light being shined on it by Ole Miss right now. What's the big ticket items in your opinion? Well, before we get there, I do want to preface this podcast and just kind of remind everyone, because oh. I know people are very upset and very angry with how the season ended. And yeah. I look, I don't blame you. The bowl game sucked. It was embarrassing. They lost um, five of six. I mean, you turn over what Mississippi State, what, four times? Three times? At least three. Don't win the game. Um, you lose just another em- embarrassing loss in Fayetteville. Uh, it was bad. But if we're going to flip it on the other side of the coin and look at the optimistic angle, you still won eight games. You still got a large, rather large nucleus of starters and impact guys coming back. Your quarterback's back, probably going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the SEC in 2023. And just to remind everyone, the portal really didn't get going for Ole Miss 
in the last cycle until like mid to late January. And then you had some things pop, you know, in April and May. I mean, there a lot is still going to get flushed out here. The national championship games on Monday. I expect there to be some guys from Georgia to get in the portal. I don't really know about TCU, but I mean, Ohio state's done. Um, and, um, Michigan's done. And now you've got Jim Harbaugh talking to the Panthers. I mean, it's, it's going to get, it's going to get wild. I mean, but, but just the, the clamoring of, you know, well, where are all the offensive linemen? Where are the defensive linemen? Why are we going after any linebackers? Like it's, it's going to get there. It's going to get there. So, um, cause yeah, I was talking to somebody last night, and you know, Jackson Dart, Michael Trigg didn't make a decision until the end of January. That that's objectively last year. true. That is objectively true, but that was not by design for Ole Miss. They would have had their quarterback by Christmas if they could have gotten him. Well, they did, but he just yes. Jeff extended Lebby it left. out. Jeff Lebby left and Dylan Gabriel went to Oklahoma. Yeah. One thing you also got to remember is this staff was coaching you know, through the Christmas holiday. So after the bowl game, they took some time with their family. Then you had New Year's. Now they're back. They're working. They're getting after it. So it's going to, it's going to happen because they got to fill spots. They got, they have needs all over the place. They're, they're going to do it. So, um, but you asked about what this, what the light is on right now. The big one is uh, Mike Wright, former quarterback at Vanderbilt. Uh, he will be on an official visit at some point late this week, weekend. And I feel like this is just tailor-made to be the first segment here because there's been a lot of rumors going around about Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State and the interest there between Ole Miss and Auburn. And then now Mike Wright is going to take a visit. I personally think that Mike Wright fits much better in the quarterback room as a depth piece to go alongside Jackson Darth and Spencer Sanders. I think it, it, it kind of scratches an itch that I think Lane Kiffin and the the offensive staff would would like to have solved, and I can delve into that more, but I, I want to hear your opinion on this. I think this fits much better than Spencer Sanders. I do too. It's the perfect fit, but it depends on what Ole Miss is going for here. If they're really just going for a competent, backup kind of co-competitor with Jackson Dart can push him enough in the spring offseason preseason practices to keep him on his toes then right makes them all the sense in the world he's a perfect fit he's accomplished enough at this level at the power five level he's done it and if he stepped in or if, god forbid something catastrophic happened to Jackson Dart in October you feel like Mark Wright could still step in and lead you to wins that's Mike a Wright. great Mike Wright excuse me Mike Wright Mark Wright was Almost right. Shout, shout out Mark though. Forgive me. I st- I've got fellow, almost on the brain all day. Fellow day. Uh, fellow Red Devil alum, Mark Wright. Shout out to the homie. Shouts. So Mark Wright, you didn't know it, but you called it straight today in a positive way. <laughs> Mike Wright is a perfect fit for Ole Miss as a backup quarterback or number two and low end step in and plug and play starter should anything happen to Jackson Dart. But if they're going for a guy who can possibly supplant Jackson Dart, they really want to bring competition to the room. That's why they bring in a Spencer Sanders. And if he's really deciding between Ole Miss and Auburn, we've been talking about him for weeks. And now uh, national media folks have been kind of caught on to this as well. We haven't been talking about it exclusively. This has been out there pretty heavily on Ole Miss message boards. All the sourcing has kind of talked about this. Um, But now national media are catching on, and it's Auburn or Ole Miss, Pete Thamel says. And if that is the case – he is not coming in here 
just to be an automatic number two in insurance for Jackson Dart. He's coming in to compete to start. So I, I don't know. I don't know what they <clears throat> want, what they what they're going for. If the Spencer Sanders recruitment is as real and it's as far down the line as it's being kind of made out to be right now. But if Mike Wright comes in this weekend and it's one of those seamless portal recruitments where he got in, they knew once he got in where he was going, that was to Ole Miss. And that happens a lot. That happens everywhere. Yeah. A lot of these guys have ready-made set up where they're going to go once they get to the portal. If it's one of those cases and Mike Wright comes in, does his official visit, commits next week, and rolls in January, the Spencer Sanders stuff kind of fades away, then we'll know. Uh, but what if what if Mike Wright comes in and they're still recruiting both of them in a week's time? That's when I start to get curious about what their true approach is because they're not going to tell you what it is. Even if you publicly went up to Lane Kiff and said, hey, man, what are you trying to get out of this uh, out of this quarterback re- recruitment period? He's not going to say one way or the other where I- I'm bringing in real competition for Dart or whatever. But I think we're going to learn through Mike Wright's visit this weekend or get a good idea where they might be headed. Because if this happens, this makes too much sense for if it does, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen quick, in my opinion. And if it does happen quick, oh, okay, the Spencer Sanders stuff, that maybe was a little bit overblown. Maybe Ole Miss was looking at him like well, a Mike Wright, comparably to Mike Wright, because Jackson Dart was always the guy. Because Mike Wright's not coming in here to supplant Jackson Dart. He's here to push him because every position needs competition, but he's not coming in to step in and say, hey, man, I've got just as much say or or right to that QB1 job as you do. From what I've seen, I don't know if Mike Wright and Spencer Sanders are that comparable because I think Mike Wright is a much more accomplished runner, much more of a legitimate dual threat. And Sanders is a much better passer. I mean, come on. Sure, but, dude, was a turnover machine in Stillwater. I mean, the guy... Uh, if that's it, uh, that's why that's what that was my biggest red flag. And then also, like, is it aren't Pete Thamel and Hugh Freeze pretty tight? Like, could this oh, yeah. just yeah. be a way to inflate things, or or maybe just Hugh trying to like build suspense or build drama around something that's not really dramatic, and it's Auburn's yeah. trying to bring in Spencer Sanders. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. Saying buy, Pete I do think lying, it is but. notable that other guys that Auburn has been recruiting because they're trying to get a quarterback through the portal, like the Coastal Carolina kid. Some of those guys are getting out of the portal, guys that yeah, were making I, a lot of sense. And so in that way, a step-in-and-start quarterback that you're recruiting out of the portal, Spencer Sanders at Auburn, part makes perfect sense. And then Mike Wright makes perfect sense at Ole Miss. I'm curious to what the evaluation is, is what I'm getting at. If Once this is settled, if it's Mike Wright, if it's Spencer Sanders, whoever it is, I know he's not going to answer directly, but the question I'd have for Lane Kiffin is, what was the evaluation? Like, what were you going and looking for? Were you going and looking for a quarterback to step in and, and really push Jackson Dart and possibly take his job? Or did you kind of view Spencer Sanders or other guys like that? Like, there was no guy you could improve on Jackson Dart from the portal, right? Like, mm. Spencer Sanders wasn't a improvement to them. Now, for Hugh Freeze, he's a plug-and-play starter that he has to have. For Lane Kiffin, he might have thought, thought he was just Mike Wright, and Mike Wright's a better fit for them because maybe they like Mike Wright and view them comparably. That's what I'm fascinated by. So my take like, on this... Breeze just needs a starting quarterback. Yeah. Well, I, Ole Miss has their starter. I mean, it's I have it on very good authority that Jackson Dart is their guy. They're, they're not questioning that at all. This is just a matter of we got to have somebody in there that's not a walk-on. And I think this is perfect because I think Mike Wright, obviously a dual threat, ran for close to a thousand yards and seven touchdowns when he was in 
Nashville at Vandy. I think this is a way for them to implement another wrinkle into the offense and limit the types of shots that Jackson Dart took all year. I mean, the guy, we were texting about it during the bowl game. Like he's just, you know, talking about what the kids say. I mean, he legitimately has that dog in him. Like the dude was a warrior all year long. He took all the shots. So much, dude. I love it. And I love the meme that comes with it with the x-ray and the pit bull, but it's, I think it's a way and it's not just a, okay, well, all he does when he comes in is, is run because he can throw it. I mean, he threw for over 2000 yards and 21 touchdowns and look, it's not a lot, but at Vanderbilt, that's something because they are bad. But I think he is someone that will know the deal. He went to Vandy, so he's literally smart. Um, I think he he knows that this is, hey, I'm going to go somewhere where I can play in an offense that is fun. I can learn under a head coach that knows offense. Um, and I think that this is a way, and this is just me speaking here, not I haven't talked to anyone. I think this is a way for them to supplant you know, or supplement like Dart just getting hammered. Yeah. Yes. 70 plays a game. I think that they can do some really unique things with Mike Wright. I mean, hell, I wouldn't put it past Lane Kiffin to have them both on the field at the same time. Dude, that's um, what I was going to say next is. Because he can throw it. It's yeah. not just, you know, it's not, well, he's coming in. So he's just, but, you know, QB power ran, this way. But he ran for 908 and seven. And so like for an offense that has completely been built around Quinshawn as they try to figure out what's next at wide receiver. They really haven't adequately replaced Elijah Moore since he left. Dontario Drummond did his best version of that and was awesome, and they kind of masked a lot of their deficiencies at wide receiver by putting a, a round peg in a square hole or square peg in a round hole. Anyway, mm-hmm. but last year they didn't have that guy. Now – they could have that in in Trey Harris out of Louisiana Tech or Chris Marshall or both of them from Texas A&M. Malik Heath was really good this year. But really, they're built around that, that running game, that dominant running game. Well, Zach Evans isn't here anymore. So this is a way for them to address a need but have their cake and eat it too. They got to get a QB too. They have to. A very competent, serviceable QB too. This is more than that though because that would also – add a little bit of value where they've lost some in the running back room with Zach Evans being gone. I'm not saying Mike Wright's going to be frigging Zach Evans. That's not what I'm saying, but you have to improve in the margins because you are limited as far as the money you have and the, the spots you have to, to bring in guys like roster is capped at a hard 85 or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to improve in the margins too. If you can, help the running back room a little bit with a guy like this and also address your glaring QB2 need, that's why it makes all the sense in the world to me. Far more than Spencer Sanders, which feels like you're creating a headache that you don't need. Jackson Dart is objectively better and has more upside, in my opinion, than Spencer Sanders. Do I think Spencer Sanders could win more games for Ole Miss maybe last year than Jackson Dart could? You could make that argument, maybe. I would say no. Point is, is like long-term future and viability and what they're going to be as quarterbacks – I would bet on Jackson Dart a hundred times out of a hundred over Spencer Sanders. Well, maybe not that because I want to kind of give myself a parachute. Maybe eighty-eight yeah. out of a hundred. <laughs> well, I mean, look at look at who's coming back. I mean, Jackson Dart might be preseason first team All SEC. I mean, there are very few coming back that I would prefer over him if I'm betting just on upside, not on proven production or what they are right now. Though he did improve, did Jackson Dart? 
as Ole Miss got worse, he got better. I mean, some of the throws that he made now early in the year, you could, and, and look, I talked about this with Mike Giovando, my interview that you can listen to wherever you get your podcast. Um, when talking about Damon Williams, he mentioned it, and you know, we've talked about this before, but hearing an, an actual quarterback coach that's done it for thirty years, you know, you you kind of see, oh, okay, that yeah, that makes sense. Like early in the year when Dart was he was off on some deep balls. Like he wasn't in sync with his guys, but then later in the year, I mean, he was out there just throwing seeds and we're talking like off platform, like some of the throws in the bowl game. Oh, that outstanding. Watkins. Oh my God. Well, I mean, he had that. I mean, he was lights out against Vandy with the deep ball. Um, he made a, I mean, he, he just got better. I mean, you could just tell that they were, they were in sync. There was chemistry. Yeah. And I he's mean, tough and he's in, like he became a leader for a team that felt very leaderless and aimless toward the end of the year, especially once all the Auburn Kiffin stuff cropped up. It felt like Ole Miss was kind of set adrift for the rest of the year. They were playing out the string, but Jackson Dart wasn't. He was very publicly talking about taking over this team. And that stuff, I know for you can't quantify it for a lot of people that are analytically minded, including Lane Kiffin. They don't put much stock into it, but I still do. I still think there's a balance with football, baseball. I'm way more about just the math. But with football, not only analytically did he get better, but he he became a face and a, a figurehead for your program, a program desperate for one. He owned it. He stepped into it, voluntarily said, I will do it. And that matters to me because the rest of the end of the year was a disaster. In every measurable way, the end of the year for Ole Miss football was a disaster. Except for who? Jackson Dart. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate. Or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. 
You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. 0186 and tell them that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. I mean, the drive to get down and have a shot to tie it up in the Egg Bowl, I mean, he made some big-time throws. People want to criticize Dart for some of the throws and, and you know, some, some errant throws, some incompletions. It's like, okay, well, like, He's got like three people in his lap every drop back. I mean, he can't like, he's not Superman, but that's why I think the Mike Wright thing makes so much sense because you're bringing Quinshawn Judkins back and you know, he's going to be a huge part of your offense. Well, why not throw a wrinkle in there where it's like, all right, this might be a very predictable rundown. He took way too many hits to Jackson Dart toward the end of the year, including a really bad one in the Texas bowl. This is a way to protect that. But more than that, it's like Taysom Hill. It's, um, you know what's coming does a defense, but that doesn't mean you can stop it. Same thing when Derrick Henry lines up as a cat, as a wildcat quarterback, takes a direct snap. You know he ain't throwing the ball. He's done it once. It's a jump pass. They fooled the defense. But, Jeremy Liggins. Yeah, Jeremy Liggins. You know what's coming. That doesn't mean – if the guy <laughs> is good at it, you just take tools in football. And coaches have become better and better but at both levels, college and the NFL, of identifying tools and winning games with those tools. And it sounds simple because it is. You're taking a mic right, not saying you got to fit into what we do. You have to uh, be a, a statue back there, a statue of liberty, trying to throw the ball around. No, I want you to come in and run a base package of 24 plays that I've got designed for you, specifically for your running, but also as a pass threat. It's an ideal fit for Ole Miss football and what it is right now to impact winning next year. Spencer Sanders does not – he could impact winning next year, but I feel like the value he would potentially bring 
is offset completely by the negatives, including the headache you're creating with Jackson Dart. While Mike Wright makes all the sense in the world, both, both analytically and from a locker room perspective, why derail the guy? And it, even if you're not, even if you believe that Spencer Sanders is just Mike Wright and you're, you've got this design for him, just as you would Mike Wright, you got to have your options in recruiting. So you're not going to limit yourself just to one guy. If that's what you're doing, fine. But you've got to make sure of that because like from a, unless you say that publicly or to your quarterback, if you sign Spencer Sanders without any context to it, you don't think Jackson Dart's going to, like, there's going to be a narrative or there's going to be rumors start to come about that that pisses me off. What the hell is going on? What are you doing? Are you trying to replace that's, me? That's what I was saying was, why are you just going to create drama, create right. a false competition? But I'm trying to give him credit, too. I'm, maybe Lane just thinks Spencer Sanders is just like a Mike Wright. He fits what they're looking for, which is a compliment, not a replacement for Jackson Dart. But it doesn't look yeah. like that right now. right? But I think but now Mike Wright they found a better – yeah. They made a they they found a better compliment. Exactly. They found a better compliment. They get to have their cake and eat it too. Exactly. Because you look at over his the course of his career, Lane Kiffin has been great. Now I, this past year, scratching my head a little bit with some of the play calling. But over the course of his career, he's been phenomenal at exposing mismatches. You look at just throughout the course, like when he was at USC. He did it with all their skilled players. Alabama was where I think he really kind of hit his stride where he had Derrick Henry one year. So, okay, it's very simple. We're going to give it to the guy that's 260 pounds. Um, and then he had, was it Ardarius Stewart? Anyway, Harrison Bryant at FAU. He won the Mackey and got him into the NFL with just, I mean, it was Conference USA, but man, nobody could cover him. So they just fed him the ball. Um, I mean, he's done it time and time and time again. And I mean, Kenyon Drake before the injury at Alabama did the same thing. They moved him all over the place, running back, put him in the slot, split him out wide. Um, and then at Ole Miss, you know, first year, Elijah Moore, Kenny Eboa. Um, in 2021, they utilized Ontario Drummond, Braylon Sanders a lot, uh, Matt Corral in the run game. They figured out ways when they were in passing downs, they had the numbers at the line of scrimmage. They'd run a lot of QB draws, a lot of QB counters. And then this year, Quinchon Judkins, they just, hey, we're just going to hammer the ball and, until you stop it. And then once you, you know, you load the box up, we're going to throw it behind you. Um, I think this is a great way for them, you know, if they were to sign Mike Wright, this is a way to create mismatches. I mean, you're going to ask a defensive end to either crash down on Quinchon Judkins or try to win a foot race to the corner with Mike Wright. And they like to go fast. Well, you got Jackson Dart in there. If he has a, a QB run, uh, you know, or, or just even a downfield pass, like you hit a big one downfield. All right, you run up to the ball, run Mike Wright in there, and then, you know, and this is – Kiffin's done this throughout his career also where he shows things a lot to set things up for later. I mean, you saw it a lot this year with that delayed uh, pitch that they would do. They'd use that a lot, and then they would run play action off of it and try to slip a tight end or a slot guy behind the linebackers, you know, and try to layer a pass in there. I think that that's what – or excuse me, that's why I think the Mike Wright thing makes so much sense 
is that it just it, it almost gives you like four or five more pages of plays to just throw in there yeah. that can really give people fits. It makes all the sense in the world. It really does. And um, it's not like this is just a um, a backup at Vanderbilt. I mean, he started games, real games, started 11 games over two seasons for Vandy, appeared in 15 mm-hmm. others. He was the backup to Ken Seals in 2020 and then earned the starting job the next year. And he was the starting quarterback for Vandy out of fall camp in 2022. Now, he was replaced by A.J. Swan, who I like a lot for Vandy, the freshman. Playing off of the theme that it makes too much sense, he's from Georgia originally. Ole Miss recruits that state heavily. I know he's buddies with a lot of the current Ole Miss players. And I I don't know if he's ever been up to Chestnut Hall, but it gets cold up there. And, I mean, you're playing up there in the ACC. I think he would probably prefer to – showcase what he can do in whatever role it is that Ole Miss would potentially put him in, in the best conference in college football and, you know, set yourself up for a shot to get an invite to the senior bowl or, you know, perform at the pro day that Ole Miss has where they have, you know, 30 NFL scouts come and then you can maybe, you know, get an invite to the combine or just, you know, have a chance to make a roster Um, that you could, obviously still do a lot of those things at Boston college, but I think being a piece of a Lane Kiffin offense that could make some noise in 2023 and win some games, I think that that kind of bodes well, probably a little bit more for your future than going to somewhere like Boston college and just being in the ACC. Cause I mean, I think they're just kind of an afterthought at this point with conference realignment drama and whatnot, but that's just my opinion. But I know that they're in the mix to try to get a visit. That's kind of it right now. This has been Talk of Champions Recruiting. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com, and the food of on three. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk with champions in iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars, Thank you, my friend. We'll do another one. See you, bud. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.